Hello, welcome to the uh, Interrupted Thoughts podcast. No, Luke, do you want to do you want to show us your beautiful face? My beautiful. Oh, I forgot to turn on my microphone. You mean your camera? No. <laughs> His microphone <laughs> comes okay. with a camera. Hello, welcome. Okay, so how come? Welcome to the heavily altered podcast. I almost forgot <laughs> what this podcast was. Forgot the name. Heavily of the altered podcast. podcast episode five, right? Yes, episode five. Yes, or less. we made it. It is, yeah, we made it to what? What exactly? The episode fifth five. Episode. We made it to episode five. Yeah, we we've made it to. It's our fifth episode special. Welcome Christmas. back to our fifth episode special. Yeah, it's an unwritten rule <laughs> podcast. You always celebrate the fifth episode. Yeah, you know, five episode anniversary. But no, have you guys it been? It's unwritten. How do you know about it? Because hmm? it's spoken. I just spoke it. So it's a spoken oh. rule, spoken oh, by neighbor and neighbor only. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Have you guys been? You think? I've been okay. Last night, pretty okay. Ooh, I installed the sprinkler system today. Not the sprinkler. Oh, I watched Lady. The... I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched Booksmart last night. That was a good movie. We watched it together. <laughs> I watched Booksmart as if we all weren't watching it together. <laughs> oh Not my god! I room. watched Booksmart yesterday too. Over Discord. I watched Booksmart yesterday too. Wait, you did? Oh my god! Oh, I watched my Booksmart. Goodness. That's so weird. Oh my god. It's a what really good What did you guys think of the movie, though? We should, we might as well that was actually... I really did. Like, I, it's my second time watching it. I told you guys that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed it both times. I yeah, think it, was, it's, I one it genuinely has some playlist. funny moments, and it's, like, thoroughly entertaining yeah. throughout. Yeah, but the soundtrack is I don't think Namor really enjoyed good. it, though. Soundtrack is really I don't think good. Namor enjoyed Story it. Story development is fantastic, where they, like, establish a mm-hmm. bunch of... Not really Chekhov's guns, but, like, things that eventually like play out really well pay off in the end yeah they pay mm-hmm. off yeah what is Chekhov's gun you always say this stuff but i don't know what it means Chekhov's gun is like when you um, see the gun hanging on the wall and then later on in the movie they actually shoot somebody with the gun it's like no namer Chekhov's gun is a rule in storytelling that if a gun goes off in the third act you have to establish it in the first act exactly so oh, if you want something cool to happen later on you should probably or it's a rule that you're supposed to establish you know build up the steps to that happening what if i don't want to mm-hmm. i mean you could well, you could do it for the shock him. factor and then go against the rule of cinema and have it work in your favor that way like hey, generally you just shoots out of nowhere because you know it's like it's like with every rule with every medium there's rules but it's like you can also break those rules for effect if you want i don't know yeah because i was kind of talking to someone about like wes anderson yesterday and i was mm-hmm. like it's curious to me because i think the Cause it's weird he's kind of memed now because of his um, Cause he just, style he does the same thing and like every that. film like enthusiast is always like oh my god Wes Anderson's my favorite film director <laughs> you mean Daniel I like his Daniel movies like I wouldn't much. call him my favorite favorite director but. yeah but I just feel like his movies are honestly not that like in terms of story they're not that great you know they are original I'll give him that no, I, the I style think in terms is of, really cool hmm. cinematography and style yeah they're pretty good it's just I think what I what I enjoy about his movies is that they are just entertaining. Like I could watch mm-hmm. fantastic Mr. Fox every year for the rest of my life. And I would never find it boring. It's just, it's such I a fun entertaining movie. And same thing with Isle of dogs. Like they're just Isle of dogs is good fantastic. Too. Mr. Fox was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's the only one of his movies I've watched. <laughs> no, but I, I love grand Budapest hotel. It's yeah. Pro- it used to be my favorite movie. I don't know if it mm-hmm. still is because so many mm-hmm. movies have come out since. So, but I love that movie so much, dude. Oh, speaking of movie or speaking of, because I own the Blu-ray to Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I ordered Tenant from Amazon on Blu-ray. Oh, you ordered so. like the, the 
DVD version of Tenet? <laughs> no, the Blu-ray d- version. Oh, okay. No, I actually ordered it on VHS because I want the Aquaman. I was like, experience. I was like, isn't that a little outdated? <laughs> like, do you have anything? I guess the Xbox will play DVDs. I said Blu-ray, yeah. not any I part know, of you said DVD. Well, you could get Blu-ray yeah. on a DVD. Namor, you know a DV- you know Big Blu-ray is on a DVD, right? No, DVDs on a Blu-ray. God, idiots. Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> DVDs on a Blu-ray. No, yeah, Blu-ray, Blu-ray is on a DVD. DVDs. No. no, every Blu-ray player. No, every. Mm-hmm. It's on a compact disc, or just on a disc, not a DVD. It's on a compact disc. You disc. mean a CD? No, it's a disc. It's a disc. A okay. com- you mean a, a, compact a, compact, a compact disc as in a yeah. DVD? All right, speaking of discs, this is segways after segways. Um, yeah. What's interesting to me, I was thinking, so, like, early on in gaming, right, the use of the cartridge mm-hmm. to play a game, right? So you would get your N64, your Super Nintendo cartridge, and put it on the system, right? And it would load, like, almost instantaneously, right? Mm-hmm. so like the n64 was the last because it didn't have that much to load console. let's be honest it didn't have that much to no load. but like but like it's just so instantaneous because <laughs> you're literally just grabbing it from the cartridge right because it's just connected mm-hmm. yeah instead of like you know i think the drawback because once the playstation came out the original playstation and it started using discs based systems like mm-hmm. it actually is not fat it's way it's longer because you're spinning the disc and you know, you're reading it outwards theoretically it can read more information at a time but it takes mm-hmm. longer Right. right rather than yeah. instantaneous but i feel like and that's so, a necessary like not a necessary evil but you know what i mean like with the amount of content in games nowadays you can't just have a cartridge well actually nowadays it doesn't matter i'm gonna get into that, into that a second or in a second mm. but like so in the era of the xbox original and the ps2 and 360 and ps3 um so the games they would have to you know go through and spin so you would be actually accessing the information from the disc in real mm-hmm. time right and so like that obviously causes load times to be a lot longer too like for instance play red dead redemption one on your xbox 360 takes forever to load even skyrim like dude that takes mm-hmm. forever to load but um the thing that's interesting now is like they're using a benchmark currently for the next gen consoles or i guess it's current gen now for the ps5 and series x in that like load times are like almost like are extremely fast they're like almost non-existent or like like, not, like, load times in-game, but, like, load times to boot up the game on your console, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. almost instantaneous now. It's, like, super yeah. fast. And they're, like... I remember I saw a Digital Foundry video. Like, this is, like, unrivaled. Or this is, like, unparalleled. This is, like, a cartridge almost in terms of how fast mm-hmm. it was. I just found it very interesting that, you know, that's still the base, base mark bench line. No. Benchmark how baseline. Are they, how are they pulling that off? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Uh, So, SSDs is are a big deal, right? So... The mm. problem with hard drives right now is that hard drives also work like CDs because a lot of people also call them hard disks. So it's literally just a small CD player that's just reading yeah. like super fast. And it can only go so far. It's like bottleneck. Mm. But like now these consoles are using SSDs now because, I mean, the PlayStation 4 like has a, a you can upgrade it to an SSD, but it doesn't fully utilize it because it has to treat it like it's a hard drive, like a hard drive disk. Otherwise, you know, how are you going to be able to help those that have the default hard drive disk and then the xbox one which you can't even upgrade the hard drive in in the first place is a hard disk as well so mm-hmm. the use of ssds like nvme which is literally just it's like a ram stick it's literally just a stick it's super yeah. tiny you just put it in and another thing that's interesting about these ssds like so it's still it's not a relatively new technology it's been around for a little bit but when 
Apple made the MacBook Air, you know, the whole point of the MacBook Air was to be that it was like lighter than it was like lighter mm-hmm. and thinner than anything on the market, yeah. right? Like it's right. L- mm-hmm. it was thinner at its widest point than most uh, small computers were at its thinnest point. So that was like mm-hmm. the huge thing. Like Steve Jobs is known because when he revealed it, he took it out of a manila envelope, like a normal manila envelope to like mm-hmm. reveal it. That's how thin it was. But the right. thing is, mm-hmm. SSDs didn't exist then yet. So mm-hmm. you know what they used as the hard drive space back then? They used 80 gig, the 80 gig hard drives found in the iPods back then, like just hard drives. And they were like nice. tr- tremendously slow, bro. Like, and mm-hmm. so like the original MacBook Air is complete, like just like terrible because they were just so slow because the hard drive just could never keep up because they used mm-hmm. an iPod hard drive because that was the only thing thin enough to fit yeah. it inside a Mac. I talked a lot, so if you guys have any inputs. No, sorry. I was thinking, while you were talking, I was thinking about how so, not, it wasn't that what you were saying was boring, but I was afraid we were going to bore the audience because Luke and I kept yawning because it's currently like past 11 yeah. p.m. Yeah, no, at you're going to, th- that this was, this was boring the audience. This was boring the audience. It, okay. It was, Mr. Both, well, it was boring mostly well. to Luke, apparently, because I saw him yawning and then I started yawning and then I was like, God, this is so. No, but See, I Namor, found it fascinating. The thing, though, that I actually... Mm-hmm. No, it's an interesting su- subject, but I was going to say the thing that I want to talk about is actually has, like, entertainment value. At least a little bit of entertainment value. You're just talking about hardware. Hardware. I just think... Hey, okay, so basically, Luke, to don't make you a know long our entire short, audience is a bunch of hardware developers? Nerds. Apparently. I just find it super fascinating. Like, if you guys don't watch Digital Foundry, but, like... Just watching their videos, like you could not know anything. I know very little right. about like just hardware and loading times and all this crap, and mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. They're and like, after one yeah, video, see... Namer feels like he knows it all. <laughs> they explained it pretty well. I'm be real. No, I'm joking. I'm just now, Luke. Yeah. Luke would love the Red Dead Redemption two videos because they mm-hmm. show like how it runs on the. Because he's Xbox a nerd that likes Red Dead Redemption two. <laughs> yeah, would you say that's he your favorite game of face. all time, Luke? Yeah, for he's sure. I would. Sure? Over game well, you didn't play Last of Us. Probably it used to be the first Last of Us. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. Last of Us two, but I don't know, man. It's hard to tell. That's controversial. That's controversial. That's a controversial statement. Hey, Namer, you know, you know, not to enjoy games with a woman as the main character. Yeah, Namer, how (laughs) dare you? You're overstepping your bounds here. I know. I enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn. Such forced diversity. I'm screwed. <laughs> I hate Horizon Zero Dawn's a great is that, game. Is that? Oh yeah. Hold on. Is that a muscular woman? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god. It's I've just, seen like, so photo- I've seen gameplay of Horizon like Zero Dawn. It looks. It's a genuinely it looks, fun game to play. It looks really good. But the story, mm-hmm. like yeah. the story itself, is interesting. But like, like how like they present the story. You know what I mean? Like dialogue and stuff is super flat. Because like the main character is just not like he's so like. It feels robotic in some ways. Yeah, like some of the characters that, just that's why robotic. I was turned off from it because I was I was watching somebody stream it and I was like, oh, I've I haven't really seen much footage of the gameplay. I want to see if this is like genuinely something I'd be interested. And I watched it and the gameplay seemed fun. And then they got to like they were at a point where they were just talking with lots of people. And I was like, this is the most like dragged out, boring part of the game. Like this is genuinely just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's very um. I think that game, like, mm-hmm. if you you should do the Fallout treatment if you play it. Like, you know, I don't know how you guys play Fallout, but a lot of people they just they explore in, they look at the terminals, like the computers in the game, and mm-hmm. they just read like the terminal entries, and uh, yeah, and so the, it's like there's a bunch of hidden back lore just in that one area. 
I think it's super fascinating. Luke, Yeah. what do you think about that stuff? Because you, you play Fallout 4 probably the most out of all of us. Andy's mute, so I don't know what's Well, he, he'll be back in a second. Um, okay, he's back. Do you want to answer Excuse that me? question, Luke? Did you hear the question? I didn't hear the okay, question. Okay, he was saying, like, you know when you go into an lights. area in Fallout, and there's, like, you can read into mm-hmm. the, the lore behind it, where there'll be a computer terminal, and you can read about, you know, what happened here, or you can find skeletons that kind of play out a story. Like, I think yeah. his question what was, how much do you explore that in fallout 4 or just in fallout in general how much do you follow all the time mm-hmm. all the time like do you just spend time. more most not, of the time reading the terminal entries more so and the notes more so than like just like not really anymore because i've already done it so much like i have like four or five hundred hours logged in fallout 4 Jeez. so i've yeah. explored more or less every cranny of the game but <laughs> yeah but um but um yeah when i was first playing it I, I was and I am now with Cyberpunk, and I did with you actually Fallout read the in Vegas. And, I don't. I have so yeah. many just that says new. I don't read. So never, I don't read most of them, but a lot of them I read. Yeah, I don't. A lot of the ones that intrigue me. As soon as I play video games, I do not do anything related to school. I hate reading. So yeah. I just like I like Here's, skim it for a second. Like oh yeah, yeah, very interesting. This is the skim. funniest part for me. In a lot of games, whenever you find a piece of text that's like important to the lore or whatever, a lot of times they'll like put it in. <clears throat> sorry. I just swallowed something. They'll put it in a backlog somewhere so you can go back and look at it if you ever want to. And I always tell myself, like when I'm playing Cyberpunk, there's all these shards that you get and there's these little books and text all around the world that you can read if you want. And so I always pick Mm -hmm. them up thinking, oh yeah, I'll read that. I'll read that later. And then I never read it. I never want to touch that thing. Because I don't know. It's like I'm in the middle of like doing all of these like very like, I don't know, involved things in a game. So to take myself out of that and to just sit there and read for a minute straight is almost like a waste of time to me. When I could just watch, well, I don't know, kind a of just YouTube like video of somebody the explain the lore, you know. Root or like reading mm-hmm. just ruins the pacing for me a lot when I play a video game. Right? It's like you just have this huge like instance of like fighting enemies, and then then mm-hmm. oh, there's a computer here. Let me just read. Like no, I don't. I don't want to do that. So well, why would you do it in the I middle remember... of your your battle with enemies? No, he said you have afterwards. a battle, and then afterwards you read. It just seems like a, a huge mm-hmm. drop in like dramatic tension. Intensity, you know what I mean? yeah. But the thing yeah. that is interesting though, because in um in Last of Us Part Two, so this is another reason why I like the game so much. I didn't actually do this as much until I was playing with my brother watching. And that when you're looting, so there's notes around, right? And the notes mm-hmm. just talk about, like, an instance of what's happening in that area. Like, maybe someone left it for their loved ones to see. Like, maybe it was, like, right. when the outbreak first happened. And they're like, hey, I went this mm-hmm. way. Like, just, if you get this note, please come there immediately. Like, whatever, right? Because they don't know right. what's happening. It's just so fascinating just to read that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with my brother, he was like, dude, this is, like, super interesting. I was like, yeah. And, like, my first playthrough <laughs> of the game, I just didn't, I, like, I brushed through it. The interesting mm-hmm. thing to make you read, though, that they do is, like, the safe system in that game is that, like, so it won't always be, like, hey, like, look. Like, it, it reads a note. It's, like, oh, the safe's combo is blank, blank, blank. Like, it doesn't always do that. It, like, does it in pretty creative ways. It's, like, sometimes a note will be, like, hey, the, the safe is the combo of our anniversary. Don't tell me. You forgot it again. And then if you look closer in the area, there's, like, a calendar and marked as a circle that says anniversary on a specific hmm. date. That is so it's, like, it's super I like cool. That. I like yeah, but that. a lot of people hate mm-hmm. it for some reason. They're like, hmm. what's the point? Yeah, but I think a lot of people just hate that game to hate it, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever had I, a I game. I feel like that's 
I think that's be- beginning to be a thing for Cyberpunk as well. People are just hating it to hate it. Oh, yeah, there's well, always so a hate I think, train where everyone just hops on. So with Cyberpunk, it's really bad because it's just like, no matter what, let's say they No Man's Sky this game, right, into Oblivion. When mm-hmm. I still think of No Man's mm-hmm. Sky, I still think of the beginning well, when it was a first train of all, for everyone listening, let's explain what that means. No Man's Sky promised so many things on release there's like mm-hmm. it's gonna be like millions and trillions of all unique planets that you can go to and you can meet with your friends and you can like build giant landscapes and houses and bases and you can conquer the galaxy and you can blah 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 and then it releases it's super buggy there's like barely anything anywhere like the the planets are barren they all look the same you know it, the, the gameplay is very dull. Like, after two hours, you've played basically how the rest of the game is going to play. Which the point of the game was to, like, get mm-hmm. to the center of the galaxy. And people did that. They're thinking, like, this is the main point, And all it does, send you all the way back to the beginning. So, people were yeah. very disappointed. But, over the next year or two, they literally developed the game into something that's genuinely an extremely entertaining game. It's just unfortunate that they released it the way they did because now you can do all that stuff. You can build bases. There's a lot of diverse fauna in all of these planets and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it eventually improved. That's what he means by saying like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe they can do that to cyberpunk. But even if they do that, Namor continue. Yeah. So basically I think just like real life, first impressions are everything, right? Like it doesn't matter if like you're a good person, if you just have one bad first impression on anybody, that's going to leave mm-hmm. a lasting impact on someone. And I think this game... So, for people who don't know, Cyberpunk 2077, heavily hyped. They announced it eight years ago. You know, they brought back the hype and, like, showed trailers in 2018 and have just been constantly stirring up hype. Promised Keanu Reeves as a voice cast member in the game. And, you know, like, it's like... Like, a lot of people were like, this game is amazing. Like, I can't wait to play this, right? As soon as it releases, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't work on the last-gen consoles, or technically current-gen, the PS4 and Xbox One, like, the base systems. It's, like, yeah. super buggy. Well, the game itself is just buggy to begin with, but, like, the game, like, has, like, these massive, like, just issues where it's, like, it's really hard to play the game at some points. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they delayed it four times, and clearly, and they had this mantra, like, this game is going to come when it's ready, right? So everybody was like, okay, so this release date means it's going to be ready because they've spent so much time, you know, because most people, like... I think the culture about delays has changed a lot, don't you think? Like, a lot of people used to get so mad about being delayed or games being delayed. Yeah. But now a lot of people are like, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think people get people mad are. when it's like they, they delay close to the date that it's supposed to release. But even still, that's becoming less stigmatized because people would much rather have a game that's ready than a game that's released when they say it's going to be released. Yeah. So, like, I think with Cyberpunk, clearly it was not ready. Like it came and it was not unfortunate. So unfortunately, yeah, very. And it's just like, it's unfortunate. And I think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth now that even if they manage to fix it, which they very well can because CD project red, the developer is very like good when it comes to this stuff. Like they work hard to appease audiences, but like Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, why did it come to this point in the first place? And it's just like, you know, it's really, it's a bummer. And I like, I still like the game and I'll love it when it works. But the problem is a lot of people won't. Like, they're just going to have that sour taste in their mouth even, like, a year or two down the line. There's a Shigeru Miyamoto quote. He's, I think, he's either the creator of Mario. I think he's the creator of Mario. He's a part of mm-hmm. Nintendo. But it's something along the lines of, like, if you release a buggy game, it's bad forever. But if you release a game after it's ready, or if you delay a game, it will be 
like perfect when it's released something along the lines of that mm-hmm. but it's like yeah. it really holds true to that right because first impressions are like everything so it's just it's super unfortunate because there were so many expectations for this game and just right now it hasn't lived up to them it very well can and in I a think, year but the thing is yeah go ahead Daniel. i was just gonna say i think we all agree that in a year probably less this game will be at least somewhat what they promised it'll reach that point where it's like it's gonna be a fantastic game it isn't right now mm-hmm. but we can see that it has the potential to become that with the updates that they're doing over the next few months. And so it is just unfortunate to to look at it and go, this is going to be such a good game. They released it too early, and now everyone's going to see this as the game that completely broke everyone's promise. So The yeah. little game that could. Mm-hmm. The biggest train wreck in gaming history, probably, potentially. Who knows? That's a what do you bold think, claim to make. I would barely say that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think eight years of development, worse. all these hypes, eight million pre-orders, like eight million pre-orders, like that's a lot. It's not a train wreck, though. The, there might have a been a big train wreck, dude. Like you have to admit, like what? Not, Can you name me a single game so. that had a worse launch right now in the current memory? No Man's Sky. In this. No Man's but Sky. No Man's Sky. Like you could get the benefit of that. Even it was an, worse. It was an indie game. It was a smaller game. Like, yeah, it wasn't but like the a issue. Big studio that sure, it was this. an indie game. But the also, it's also important to keep in mind that they promised so many things that were just blatant lies, and the game itself was literally like, was practically. I, I'm tr- not trying to be offensive to anyone, but it was pretty much garbage on release. Like, the game was yeah. worth absolutely nothing, and yet people had to pay sixty dollars for it. Now it yeah. is worth no, more than sixty dollars if you ask me. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, that game... At least like, Cyberpunk is fun to play right now. That <laughs> yeah, game yeah. Got, well, got boring after I mean, like I remember when hour. No Man's Sky came out, and people were talking about it. They are like, this is very interesting. Like, I'm learning these systems, you know? And then mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, it got stale, because they realized it was stale. Like, yeah. It, and Namor, it got stale after an hour Yeah, but Namor, people. the issue is it did That's get... The yeah, thing. it was only like two or three hours in that I heard a lot of people saying, okay, I've figured out the systems. Now it's just boring. Okay, but yeah. also, again, it's a smaller development. I think it had like... Like, compared to how many people CD Projekt Red had... It's like mm-hmm. a fraction of how but many CD people CD Project Red game. is also so, really small, surprisingly, for a big studio. I mean, so yeah. two, three hundred people is a lot. That's like a that's a that's like Rockstar. How much did size. how much did how much did um? I'm googling. No Man's Sky developer. I'm have. googling it. Uh, I don't know the exact number. It's like Hello I, Games. Hello Games. I don't know because it was like the creator was like the mind behind it. I don't know how many people they had, but I know they did not have like three hundred people because I, I think part of it got crowdfunded, didn't it? I have no clue. See, this is... Okay, I just want to point this out. This is what they promised originally, which contains over 18 quintillion planets, each with their own unique environment and flora and fauna. Right? So that was their big promise. And they had, like... It seemed, like, ridiculous. Like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And then it turned out to just be a giant, like, planet randomizer game (laughs) is what it pretty much was. Mm. Um, Yeah. Okay, well, so I looked it up. Hello Games currently has 26 employees. Yeah. C Project Red, I think, had 280. So, yeah, it's like almost a tenth. And that's What about the time of No Man's Sky's release? It's probably less, you have to think. I would think think it was more. I would think Because that was their big project, right? It was their only project. Because, again, it was the mind. Like, I think five people came in and started the company. Because it was like an indie game. That's literally all it was. Kanye West... Like, was making a big deal. He thought the creator of the game was, like, a genius. Like him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, he was like, No, Man- no Man's Sky is amazing, right? So, like, that was, like, the only reason it really took off. But then, obviously, it was a lie. But the thing, like, CDPR, it's, like, it's a major studio. The only thing I can think of is when Halo Master Chief Collection came out. 
and the only issue with that is the servers didn't work, and that was basically it. Everything else I would was still. Fine. I still think. I still think Nomad's a guy. I mean, potentially, but I'm willing to give them more leeway because they are such a small developer. This is a game. Well, they also, but it, the gameplay also just wasn't fun. Okay, but Luke, I'm thing. saying it's like five people compared to like two hundred. Yeah, I know. I but think five, like, Luke. I think what you need to understand interesting... is also the number of copies, like eight million, the most pre or I'm pretty sure it was the most pre-orders for Cyberpunk that have ever been. How many did No Man's Sky sell? Not. I don't think it's even sold more than like a couple million now, like currently. Look, I'll look it up. No oh, man's I said Sky. No Man's Amy. <laughs> no Man's Total Amy. Sales. No Man's Sky only got 170 pre or 170 thousand pre orders. So Cyberpunk got roughly 80 times that. And just wow. for reference, also Cyberpunk's game. Also, mm-hmm. or like Cyberpunk cost eight hundred or not eight hundred, three hundred million dollars to make, and that's like one of the bigger spending games. Like I don't, I don't even think Grand Theft Auto Five took that much to make. Right. Granted, it was like a little bit less. Which is kind of still. funny to think that GTA Five had a smaller budget, yet is miles ahead right now, or as as somebody might say, mm-hmm. streets ahead. Um, Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, that was a community reference. Yes, that was a community reference. Dude, I saw somebody use streets. Sorry, this is random. I was reading something the other day. It was probably a Reddit post or something. And I saw somebody use streets ahead in a comment. And I was like, so confused for a second. I was like, why does this sound so familiar yet like so awkward at the same time? Like, (laughs) it sounds like the right thing to say. I'm confused. And then I realized that it was the community thing where like it was the joke where Pierce kept saying streets ahead instead of miles ahead or whatever. Was it Pierce? Oh, it was Pierce. Yeah, it was Pierce. He kept saying, he kept joking that he was streets ahead of everyone because he kept saying streets ahead. Mm -hmm. Streets ahead. Uh, I don't remember what episode that was. Yeah, so I looked it up. The office. I could name the episode and the specific timestamps. We know. So, um, so Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk cost three hundred fourteen million to make. That's an estimate. It's not for sure, but that's an estimate. A bunch of analysts predicted that it would cost. Sorry, say that again. A bunch of who? Polish analysts. Okay. Polish. Yes. <laughs> I might have Name to cut out the first the one. A I think word. you mispronounced. But maybe Polish, I misheard. Bro. Maybe I misheard. Daniel, it is not my fault that you mishear what I say for racism because you're. Racist, <gasps> I'm gonna play okay? it back and I. I, I keep you didn't this. say. No. Okay. Namers misunderstanding what Daniel misunderstood. Polish analysts. No. <laughs> you didn't misunderstand <laughs> Polish. Okay. Analysts? I misheard. I misheard. But can you stop saying the word? <laughs> Analyst. Analyst. Oh my God. <laughs> Analyst. Okay, anyway. You're getting real anyway. close, man. So, Grand Theft Auto V cost $265 million to make. And they made that much on pre-orders. Like, they made it back in pre-orders. I remember mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. being a big deal. That was in 2013. Did Cyberpunk so, make it Cyber- back on pre-orders? Yeah, Cyberpunk actually made a profit on its pre-orders. Well, so did Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. I think. But Cyberpunk literally made all. It's almost impossible. It's almost back. impossible to make it back on pre-orders, but also not make a profit on pre-orders. Exactly. Yeah, and they made a profit from it, so it's like it's kind of sinister. And you know what else is sinister about this? They're no, still selling and advertising the game. Yeah. I'm super. Why is that sinister? Because the game doesn't function well, on these consoles, and they're still advertising yeah. it. I think. It's like stop. I don't. I think it's yeah. because yeah. all of that, all of the advertising and marketing has realized that, or we've realized that it is somewhat misleading. And now they're continuing to pr- 
put out these ads is like, okay, so you're willingly misleading people. But I think the issue here is a lot of times, like when you want to show an ad, an advertisement to people, you do pay for it for a certain yeah, period I of think time or you do it in That's advance. Fair. So they probably paid for like two months of advertising, right? And so it'd be, right. it's just still it kind of, it's kind of gross in my opinion, because you know, it's kind of like when you think about it, obviously they're doing this because one Christmas is in two weeks. Mm-hmm. What do you get in Christmas? You get gifts, right? Like if you guys had not bought this game early on, you probably would have gotten it as Christmas gifts, right? Am I wrong? Right? Yeah. Think about I all almost, these kids. I almost asked my parents to get it for Christmas and then I was like, oh, it's releasing in three days or whatever. I got to get it now. <laughs> yeah and like think about like these like so we're like we're 18 and above and we like understand games we can afford our own games right or we like at least know like hey mom buy me this game not like Mm -hmm. you know like think of the 10 year olds and 12 year olds okay 10 year olds should not be playing this game but like think of the 13 (laughs) think about the six year olds -olds. playing this game (laughs) yeah i know but think about those kids that are like they want the game and then Mm -hmm. they're like bozo parents who like don't do any work and caring about what their kids are interested in like Oh, there's a game? It's in Walmart? Oh, it's on clearance now? Even though it came out a week ago? Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's even cheaper. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like they don't know anything. And then when the yeah. kid plays it on Christmas Day, they're going to be like, why am I only getting 10 frames a second, mom? Like they had something to do with it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's really sinister in my opinion. Because they're not like, because I remember Cause when marketing, Batman What you're saying is they're marketing to people who don't know enough to know better to buy the game. The people who exactly. aren't in these like subreddits, who aren't listening to like Twitter and like mm. looking at all of this information that's coming in. Yeah, there's lots of people who just only see advertisements, maybe on YouTube videos they watch, and they're like, "That looks so cool, I want to get it." And so. if I were them, I personally would just mm. stop selling the game on PS4 and Xbox right now, like through the digital store. It should just not be available. They've already like, made on PS5, enough money. They don't need to. I think they should no, wait they sh- until. No, they should stop it until they fix it. Like they just, yeah. it should not be able mm-hmm. to be bought right now. They're not going to. Well, do I that wouldn't. I wouldn't say not be able to be bought. I genuinely think if somebody wants to go buy it now and is like, okay, the the week one. But what if they don't know? Fixed That's it what I'm saying. Because I what know, happened was you, can never prevent, can, you can never if prevent. If they don't know, again, then they made their choice. <laughs> you can never prevent against consumers not knowing enough. Like you can do things to yeah. um, mitigate that. You can like you know put warning labels. You can put out advertisements. You can do all these things to like that. hey guys. Yeah, Neymar, at working, a certain point, yeah. it's the consumer's fault for exactly. not doing research or for not even that, opening social thing. media. Here's the thing, Luke. I think that's really insensitive considering the fact of the matter is they didn't even show gameplay of the last gen consoles at all. Not even when the reviews came out, like whatsoever. Of no, I know, sure, I know but that. Now there's but, all this information that but, you could go look up that will tell you. Don't buy yeah, it for exactly. last gen consoles. So if you aren't taking the I get two it. seconds okay. out of your day to Google it, yeah. Wow. It's like for some socialists, you guys saying, are very I'm anti-consumer. Not being, I'm not trying to be pro-corporation <laughs> here. I'm not pulling like a, a, a big corpo. business guys over here. SMH. <laughs> yeah. Someone played Corpo, <laughs> even though I'm the one that played Corpo as my yeah, uh, playthrough. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the reason why I say this is because Batman: Arkham Knight in 2015 it ran poorly on the P or on the PC. Like it, it was like really hard to run. Like you couldn't even get a consistent frame rate. And so they just they took it off Steam. They're like, we're gonna fix this game. Like you can't even buy it right now. Like we're gonna fix it. And they took like a few months, and they did. And the game runs perfectly well now on PC. You know, mm-hmm. I just think that's what you should do if you truly care about the consumers. Like sure, you're like you can get a refund, but then they also made it like almost impossible to get a refund. They're like, just try to get a refund, you know? But, like, they're not yeah. really doing anything about it. 
And, you know, honestly, if they had done something in good faith, like be like, hey, you know what? Here's Witcher 3 for everyone, right? I saw this from an IGN opinion video. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. Witcher 3 for everyone for mm-hmm. free for your worries. It's like, awesome, wonderful. Or just be like, hey, free DLC, please. Instead of just being like, no, we're, we're promising we're going to have a better experience for Last Gen. It's like, you mean that's what, what you're, suppo- that's what you're what, supposed to do? That's what that's mm-hmm. what Ubisoft did for Assassin's Creed Unity. They gave everyone free DLC. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody... And the like, DLC ended up being better than the main story, so... Yeah, I think they should... <laughs> like, the first expansion pack that comes out in, like, 2022 or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe 2023 now because of how much they're going to have to keep working, like, that should be free. Really? That, that oh, I guess that's not that long. It's two years. When did the first Witcher 3 DLC come out? So the game came out in 2015 in March, March of 2015, mm-hmm. and then I think the first DLC it came out in 2016. I just don't remember when in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, Witcher mm-hmm. 3... Let me look it up. I know Blood and Wine, the last one came out in like August of 2016. Uh, let me oh, okay. look at the expansions. Expansions. Hearts of Stone, it was the first one. What's your guys' uh, favorite DLC? Oh, Hearts of Stone played? actually came out in October mm-hmm. of 2015. So it came out like five, That's six, not seven that. months after So it came that? out that year. Yeah, it came out five months after the game was released. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. But Blood and Wine literally made a new area of the map so therefore yeah but that came out in like may of 2016 so that's lots of content but it took a while to make it i yeah i don't know if you heard me i asked uh what your guys's favorite dlc was i wanted to hear you guys Mm -hmm. um mine would be ac unity again Mm -hmm. because i just mentioned it first of all because the the they made an entire new section of the map and i i heard somebody liken it to um if steampunk is the the aesthetic of victorian england mm-hmm. ramped up to 11 yeah then franciade in ac unity's dlc is the french revolution ramped up to 11 hmm. the aesthetic of the french revolution ramped up to 11 um mm. and this you know y'all know the y'all don't know the story but um the main character's girlfriend dies he like loved her a lot in the main story mm-hmm. and that's why the she died. um dlc she died from yeah, too much love the, star wars am i right what is all right (laughs) yeah well barely yeah and so the dlc kind of went into his grieving process and stuff so i think that was cool fascinating i don't really buy very much dlc Mm -hmm. like i make a pretty informed Mm -hmm. choice because i think dlc is kind of pointless at some points i remember well not pointless but i just think it's kind of i want to say i don't like it i want to interrupt namer real quickly dlc stands for downloadable content it's so an it's add-on like extra it's an add-on, add-ons to, to a game so yeah. like they'll release extra content mm-hmm. after a game okay name that sounds great daniel did you do this for free question mark? no you have to pay for it <laughs> isn't oh, that funny wow. it's like an update to a game where it comes for free except you have to pay for it but it is more content but it theoretically, also yeah theoretically dlc should be another game within the game yeah yeah it's kind of pointless um, I think theoretically, for me, I liked I liked Skyrim's Dawnguard DLC. That was pretty good, but like it, it could have been in the game. So I don't think. And I got it. I didn't even pay for it because I bought the special edition that was on the Xbox One. So mm-hmm. I had all the DLC from like the 360 oh. for, for like for the cost of the game instead of having to buy it on top of it. Mm-hmm. So like that was fine. But honestly, I'm thinking of only one, and it's probably the um, the Spider-Man uh, three episode DLCs. Uh, it was like the stories of uh, New York or whatever, the city that never sleeps yeah. DLC. So it was basically yeah. each episode. It was three episodes, and like they had their own side quests and missions in them, 
And it's like, I think overall, when you combine all three of the DLCs, it was probably like, it was a solid 15 to 20, yeah, 10 to 15 hours. And I was like, that's hmm. like a really good value. And I only spent 20 yeah. bucks on it. So mm-hmm. it was on sale. I really liked it because, again, it's more Spider-Man. And I didn't right. know what was happening in the story. Spider-Man's mm-hmm. amazing. I, I didn't know Spider-Man they had DLC the for that game. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I, I didn't either, it. actually. Yeah, it's, it was like downloadable episodic. So it was three episodes. No, Namor, Namor tell me. Did it, did it make you feel like Spider-Man? <laughs> Does it make you feel like Spider-Man? Only a little bit. Not very much. But I, mm-hmm. when Miles was in you, there, I could feel, feel the exaggerated swagger. I was about to ask, do you team. feel the exaggerated swagger? Oh my god. My, Miles is like almost a non-factor in the DLC. He's literally just... He calls Peter like every so often. He's like, hey, can I like learn how to fly? And Peter's like, ah, like in a minute, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you don't do it at all. Like he, he calls you all the time. Yeah. No, like he wants to teach him, but he's just so busy because he's actually doing crime fighting stuff. Yeah. So it's like... Um, my favorite DLC. First of all, I want to say. Let me guess. From Fallout Four, Daniel's played. Daniel's played an entire game one time. Just Cause Three. Oh. Ooh. Has a really fascinating DLC expansion where you get basically a jetpack kind of like the jetpack and flying. That 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 is so cool. The Bavarium, like it's like there's some metal that like this company is harvesting. And they're using it to, like, mm. build this sky ship or whatever. And so there's this whole DLC expansion where uh, you have to basically take down this place. And in order to take it down, you have to get up there somehow. So your, like, scientist friend, whatever, develops this jetpack for you. And then mm. when you, like, take down the... Which, by the way, like, so while you're flying, you can shoot and stuff. So it makes the game, like, completely different gameplay. And it adds, um, basically, I think when you f- beat the the story, you actually get the ability to, like, shoot missiles while you're flying. So the whole game just changes from there on out, where instead of just, like, you know, driving into a place with a car and, like, shooting at things, now you can fly into a place, shoot at things while you're flying, and it's just, like, it's crazy. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Although I will say Nuka World was also a very fascinating nuka world is from fallout 4 was a fascinating oh DLC yeah game. see far harbor would have been my second choice for mm-hmm. my favorite dlc because again it adds an entirely new map yeah and also the story was it it fixed a lot of the role-playing issues like the rpg issues that a lot of people had with fallout 4 mm-hmm. in my it opinion. added more so, choice to to what happened. choice yeah exactly yeah yeah, um, I never really had the chance to play Far Harbor. I have it. I remember I bought like the Did season pass. Did you ever play Nuka Cola or Nuka World? No, I, I played. If, out of all the DLCs that came out with that game, I played the uh, shelter one where you have to create your own Fallout shelter, and then the I Vault played um, the yeah, and then I played the yeah, Automaton DLC, which both mm-hmm. are yeah, eh. they're very eh. They're okay. I did Automaton for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was fun. It was okay. I had fun with that. It was really hard, dude. Like those robots could pack a punch. They like Yeah. They hit a lot. I was like, dude. But yeah, I got like very I've told you all this before. I got really sour from Fallout 4 just cuz I was I had done like all of the major side quests, you know. Mm-hmm. I do this thing with RPG games now cuz ever since Skyrim where I realized you're not supposed to do the main quest like all at once immediately cuz you need to I level just, like, up mm-hmm. to yeah, yeah. Now I overcompensate where I don't do any of the main quests. Until I do almost yeah. all Namor the does side overcompensate. That's what I'm doing right yeah. now with Cyberpunk. I'm just only yeah, playing I, side. I do all the side quests because I'm afraid that I won't be 
my skill set will not be high enough to battle anything by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But then when I overcompensate, it's like everything becomes so much easier because they don't scale up your difficulty. Yeah. It just becomes... Yeah, so it's like I always just, have that thing where I'm just like I have to do the side stuff now first, and so it like mm-hmm. and like once you do all the side stuff, which you can argue are the better parts of the game, because it's like they're much more varied and new like nuanced and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you do the main storyline in Fallout Four, which I already knew because I got it spoiled for me like a couple months after it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, I don't really want to play the main story because I already know everything that happens, so it's mm-hmm. whatever. So I just stopped. That's interesting, but. I, I don't know. I think I will give it a try again because it's been a while since I forgot, like, since I played Fallout 4. So mm-hmm. I've probably forgotten mm-hmm. a lot of the side quests or at least the major beats of it, of each side mm-hmm. quest. Yeah. yeah. So I might play it eventually, especially because Cyberpunk's, you know, it, it's like, it's kind of, like, I've been itching for an RPG for a while that I've wanted to play for so long. Mm-hmm. And the last one that was, was Fallout 4, was mm-hmm. Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And then I was just waiting for Cyberpunk because I was like, this is finally a game that I've just been wanting. A first-person shooter yeah. RPG where you can make your own decisions and it's open world and the the story like it just looks amazing, right? Because like Red Dead Redemption Two's story was very interesting, but the RPG elements and stuff like that, like if it had that, I would, it would have been the perfect game of all time. It still is a great game. It's probably near perfect in my book. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But I think like the replayability aspect of that game would have been so much higher for me if I played it. And again, maybe in two years down the line, I'll forget everything that happened in Red Dead Two, or at least the main parts. I'll replay it but right now it's like the story in of itself is too much in my head that i just can't replay it right now just because i know luke, everything that happens luke right now in his mm-hmm. head is building up um a defense case like a lawyer to like okay well, i'm gonna defend against okay here's why red dead 2 is the best game ever no i'm just i'm making fun of I, but i feel <laughs> like that sometimes happens where where namer this happens a lot where namer will say something about red dead 2 and then luke will justify okay but uh-huh. actually the game is really so i i thought you were thinking of something i have a huge respect now because of cyberpunk like i have a huge respect for rockstar and just what they can pull off with oh yeah gta Mm -hmm. yeah no that's what i've that's what i've been saying i think rockstar are just the kings of open world games no yeah they definitely are but just the fact it's like there's like almost there was no bugs at launch for red dead 2 from what i remember i know like very little the biggest issue was when i went to saint denis like early on like way before i was supposed to in the game it did get really slow at first because it was like loading in all these people because it was a heavily mm-hmm. populated area of the map. But mm-hmm. later on, that like almost didn't happen anymore. Like, it was yeah. perfectly fine. Because yeah. I think they patched it or something. But mm-hmm. it was like perfectly fine. <gasps> so that was the only issue. And like, like that's really and that's on a base Xbox One, which is arguably the weak con- weakest console of the generation. So mm-hmm. like that, like I have a huge respect for them for that. It just it makes me so mad that Cyberpunk like they can do it. Like I know like. There's no excuse. Mm. Like, I hate that these people are bootlicking them being like, well, these are seven-year-old consoles. What did you expect? That's ridiculous. You expect them to That's run? such a stupid excuse. These are seven-year-old consoles, and yet a game that re- was released, you know, a few years ago runs perfectly Two fine. Three years Two years ago. ago? Look at a game that was released this Two year. Ago. Yeah, there are yeah, games that released this two. year. That Spider-Man are, Miles Morales. Yeah, that are somewhat... Like, or, or, comparable like they are comparable games it's like you like, can't bro, make that i don't argument. need ray tracing like i don't care about ra- i can't even tell yeah. the difference half the time this is why like these console breakdown videos where it's like this game on x console versus the newer version of said console mm-hmm. i don't notice the difference anymore i literally don't it's like really hard to tell anymore like yeah sure the like, numbers are different the numbers are different but that's it yeah didn't literally wait, wait isn't, so it, isn't there like a, a a resolution like a pixel resolution that is literally once you hit that resolution, you can't 
get any better? Or you you can make it better, but our eyes won't be able to detect it, right? So So, here's the thing. The thing about that is it's not mm -hmm. necessarily that. It's about pixel count. I'm going to nerd people out about this, but pixel count. So when they say... make it quick. (laughs) Yeah, but pixel count. So -hmm. the thing is, like, let's say you're playing on a 4K monitor, right? Like your computer monitor. Which is it's really like, like almost indiscernible from 1080 like 280 or something. But yes. It's like mm-hmm. 2144 two, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's some weird numbers, but yeah, 4K. Yeah. Like, so 4K on that monitor is indiscernible from in a 1080p monitor just because it's so small. The pixels are so condensed. Mm-hmm. The difference in pixel count is just like it's impossible to really understand because it's so mm-hmm. small as it is. Whereas yeah. if you were playing on like a home theater screen, like 100 inch projector, then that's where the differences really lie. Like my right. idea, like like if you guys went back to your old iPhones, like go to your iPhone fours when you had them, mm-hmm. and look at your mm-hmm. current iPhones now. The screens are so different. Like you don't even. You're like, how did I? Wa- yeah, like, look you at can't this? see. Like, you can no longer. If mm-hmm. you get up close, you can no longer see the pixels, right? <laughs> you know yeah, it's I mean? just like. But you're just like, wow, this is so like unclear. Like the just the resolution. But whereas like an iPhone, yeah. which is like almost like ten times more effective than even like hd it's like wow it's so clear like i didn't actually notice mm-hmm. this until i remember i got an old macbook air and i had an mm-hmm. imac and the imac had a 5k uh screen right mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the macbook air was just a normal screen at the time it was like a plastic like plexiglass not plexiglass but a plastic screen over it like mm-hmm. wow like it's looked like a clear difference and i have so much more respect now i was like okay i understand so that's why i'm saying like when your eyes don't discern it i think you can tell a different like you can definitely tell a difference once you're used to something over the other. So, like, people don't really understand the difference between 30 and 60 FPS mm-hmm. for right now. But eventually, when 60 FPS becomes the standard, frames per second, for those of you who don't know, uh, like, just how fast frames go onto a screen, like, how smooth yeah. it feels to real life. Mm-hmm. Like, so they can't really tell because it's, like, but once that becomes the baseline, when you go back to 30 FPS, people will be like, okay, yeah, like, this is night and day difference. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, fascinates I mean? me? It's the weirdest thing that we want games to be in 60 FPS or 120 FPS, like the fastest possible frame rate. Yet other types of medium, like movies, we watch in 24 frames per second. That's like you know crazy slow. Like in Minecraft, if, if you're playing Minecraft on 24 frames a second, no offense to anyone that has a horrible computer, like I've been there. <laughs> it just, it's hard to play the game. It's really frustrating. It's almost like, it's just not worth your time. So it's just kind of funny, you know that, that discrepancy there. Hmm? Video games are supposed to mimic real life, whereas movies mm-hmm. are not. It's like escapism, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's fair. The problem is people people don't like high frame rate movies is because it just feels too nauseous and nauseating because it's like you're there a little bit, like too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't actually, because like, you know, the, the motions and stuff like that. And, you know, like acting in general is much more exaggerated than real life, like movements, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not exaggerated as like like when you're in acting in a theater, but like it's still like different than real life. So that's why when you have such a smooth frame rate, the motion sickness you get when you just move the camera. Yeah, just a that's little true. Bit. I didn't even think you about know, that. that's like it's also it's really a massive bad. screen. It's he- well, normally when you're watching in a movie theater, right? It's huge, right? And so you're up and close, and if you don't have like a little bit of motion blur, it becomes really hard to follow every single frame as something's moving. So exactly. I guess that does. And make then sense. in a video game though, when you're controlling it, you, you want it to be, be able as close to see everything. Yeah. Yeah, but you need it to be as close to real life as possible because you effectively are acting like you are your, like 
that's what a first-person shooter is, right? It's just like well, you also you're okay. Just playing I think it this from is like interesting. Right. You have control over the camera, so you're already anticipating where it's gonna move, so you don't get as as much motion sickness when it does move, right? Do yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, it's kind of a, but yeah. also the interesting thing because I remember I had to do like a independent study on video games. Not had to. I chose to. But I went to this office of this small-time um, VR developer. They made VR games for, like, the Vive and stuff. And he was just explaining me to stuff like that. They were, he, they were like, yeah, like, you have to, like, have regulation. Like, I think you have to do 240 frames per second uh, on a headset, a VR headset. Because you need it to, like, otherwise anything less will be too nauseating hmm. for the person. I didn't it's just too slow or something like that. How much? I thought that was How really much I, I think it was 240, but I don't know. I know it was oh, definitely about 100. That's crazy high. For that, sure. Are you sure about that? Yeah, but, like, you can tell because, I mean, when he was making, like, the VR game that he showed me, obviously, or he made, like, him and his uh, team made, it was, like, low lower graphics, you know? It was, like, equivalent to, like, a, a good-looking iPhone game. But, like, you know, yeah. like, it, it wasn't, it was clear, but it was just, like, the graphics weren't, like, lifelike. He was like, yeah, I mean, that's, like, standard right now because, you know, that's, mm-hmm. like, it still runs really well. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the only time I've ever done VR. Have you guys ever done VR? No. No, I've never done it. Do you guys ever want to? Yeah. I think I'm curious. I, I've seen half. Uh, sorry. Half Life Alex. I was like, what is the name of that game? I've seen some gameplay of it, and it genuinely looks like they did VR gaming correctly. Like you can basically. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the be- your... benchmark for it. Yeah, because I think. Come. Mm-hmm. somebody was doing an analysis of it there's a few issues with vr gaming that kind of like make it hard for players right so a lot of times to pick things up you have to physically walk over and pick it up and so sometimes it's like um almost frustrating for players to have to like walk over and reach down and all of this stuff so you have to do all this motion when that can be quite exhausting if you're doing that for hours and hours on end um so what Half-Life Alex does is you have the gravity hand or whatever. So you can just like use basically the force like from Star Wars to pull things to you. And so it there's a lot of things like that. Or like there's a catch mechanic where you can throw something and then catch it. And it feels exactly like it would in real life. If you move your hand up and let go, it just starts flying into the air. And if you go to grab it, there's obviously um, a lot of room for error. But then it... it you catch it in your hand. So it's like, it's just this really like they did a good job of pouring a lot of time into making the game mechanically functional. And then I've also heard that it's just a fun game to play, but I don't know. I'm a little scared of VR games because, um, I don't like, it just needs to get cheaper. I don't like when things are up and personal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't mind if like, I know PlayStation kind of did their VR thing, but like, like a good VR headset that's like just a hundred dollar add-on to a console, you know. Like I think mm-hmm. that will be the day when people will actually start trying it. Because like yeah. if you get the Vive, like there's too much setup. Like for a con- like for the layman, like they just they can't figure out. They need a good like, PC as well. Exactly. Vive, yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like it's really difficult for that stuff to happen. What I am excited for that. in the future is mm-hmm. augmented reality, though. So yeah. The difference between AR and yeah. VR is that augmented reality. Instead of like just making, or instead of VR just making you feel like you're actually in there, you know, and you can only see when you turn around, it's like you're in the universe. Mm-hmm. AR is like you can still see your outside surroundings. So like I remember the Microsoft so you're still demo in that your they room. did for. Yeah, so you can see yeah. everything though. It's just like like think of it like glasses, but it's like affecting how you're viewing your reality, like parts mm-hmm. of it, right? So like maybe the like, 
I remember Microsoft, when they showed off a Luma Room, like a demo, you know, like just a trailer or whatever of it in 2015, which we haven't heard anything about that in years, by the way. I'm really curious yeah. as to what about it. But like literally they were like, oh, um, let's just play Halo. And so he turns on his like, he puts on his thing, like his like whatever the headset was or something. And then he just makes a TV in front of his living room. Right. And they're just playing Halo yeah. on this ginormous screen. Cause hmm. and I was thinking like if this becomes oh, like a common it's, technology, it's TV. Oh, or, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, TVs are going to be effectively rendered useless because you can just make as big of a TV as you want wherever in your mm-hmm. room if you just mm-hmm. have gl- if you have alone, AR technology. Right? I just want to give people a good example of the difference there. VR is like those 360 degree YouTube videos that you can watch um, if you have like a VR headset, while AR is like those filters on Snapchat and Instagram where you can draw things in a video of your room so your room is still there but you're placing things into the room and it it physically mm-hmm. looks like it's there um, minecraft has like in their app the the my i forget what it is it's their like pokemon go but for minecraft right you can like build yeah. things in your room so it like looks like you're building in real life but yeah that's now imagine imagine mm-hmm. ar implants like in oh cyberpunk. like cyberpunk all comes full circle man mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah. it's like, it'll be so interesting like I want With a theme park, Google Glass an AR like theme park, dude, where you're That'd walking be, yeah. around and it's like the the glasses turn the world into something. I mean, theoretically, you wouldn't even need a theme park. You just need a big field. Yeah, that exactly. is true. If, if you have an, yeah, yeah, that's true. An interesting thing is like, what if we just had our HUDs every day? Like, you know, like, you know how you see a heads up display in a video game? This mm-hmm. shows your mm-hmm. health, your location and what your quest is. Like, what if we had that in real life, you know, like where the Google of it's glasses, like where our quest but way is, better. <laughs> Yeah, well, the problem with Google Glasses is they look super nerdy, mm-hmm. so nobody can mm-hmm. wear that in public. Yeah. So you need you need them to be, like, normal glasses or, like, put them in contact But it'd words. be cool if there was, like, if it could connect to your watch and tell you your current heart rate if you wanted to or if it could yeah. connect no, to... No, but, like, it's just in there and, like, you know, your eye tracking is, like, okay, let me go see Twitter real quick, you know? And you're oh, just, like, you looking. Could, yeah, because right? you could see your phone in your... Yeah, that's that would be really cool. We're talking oh, about the future now. so cool. Uh, that'd be really one dope. day yeah i think eventually mm-hmm. we've been talking about games for so long if it was I have in contact I... lens if you could get it in contact lenses it'd be dope well, yeah think, well that, that would be like the... they made a they made a contact yeah. or they were like doing an r&d for a contact lens years ago that could tell you your glucose levels and stuff like that and your blood sugar hmm. but i don't remember mm-hmm. uh but yeah okay we talked about video games yeah. for an hour Gaming i have an idea hour. what if we just made a separate podcast that doesn't talk or like separate like podcast right now so we just like in five minutes, because we'll talk about it, I guess, for another. So we're going to have just two talk about one-hour podcasts. Yeah, because I do think the podcasts are a little too long. So maybe we should do one hour from now on. You guys are right okay. about that. Okay. How's that sound? He's, okay, he's so, deciding yeah. right now that we were right about the one-hour limit. Well, so maybe I was just talking. We should have talked about this Yeah, we should talk about this podcast, sooner. But... My bad, dude. I was just talking to someone about it because I, like, showed them the podcast on Spotify. And they're like, yeah, two hours is just a little too long for me. Like, I don't know. I'm like, Oh, means, interesting. Means you mean, like, the whole point I listen, made about scrunchy? two listen, and a half hours This is going to be recorded. I want you guys to know. This is one of the few times I concede you two were right. <laughs> as, at, you two, hey, as an audio yeah. listener, right. this is the one time I get to say, oh, David, why do you specify right. every single time you specify audio because listener? One even day though everybody it'll, hears one day audio. we'll have actual audio listeners. Yeah, but in this, but in this podcast, because I'm this so spe- used to specific podcast I'm so used right to now, listening to podcasts talk to their audio listeners. That's why. That's why. hello, audio listeners. Welcome to the wrong podcast. Listening to the wrong podcast. 
Yeah. Every podcast I listen to has always mentioned, oh, yeah. for our audio listeners, blah, blah, blah. So whenever I think about your talking, podcast, so Daniel, whenever I think any about podcast, talking Any podcast listeners, you've listened to, Dana, listen to me. Has any podcast you've listened to ever had a blonde person in it? Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he Wrong got me on that one. Dang it. I was hoping Miley to Cyrus the was on. in a... Miley Cyrus dyed her hair blonde and was on Joe Rogan, so that technically counts, right? Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's great grandfather died. At know, some point, probably, yes. Just in terms I of bet. timeline, probably. I bet. Just, just, yeah, just. <laughs> well, I'm glad the yes, ending of this podcast wow. was just a garbled, garbly goo mess of us getting distracted. Uh, I don't know I if we should talk about first, this in the, the next podcast boring as or heck. in the current one. It's it's a topic I sent today. What do you guys think? Because this is technically um, gaming related. Let's talk about related, it now. I want the next podcast to be like about us as people, Fun. like our past, or like. Yeah. Okay, like I, I got whole... a, I got a few good stories about that. So yeah, that'll be interesting. But okay, so Twitch. So when I read this initially, I saw it trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It said Twitch. I thought it said Twitch banning simp's, virgins, and incels. I'm like, oh great, another platform I can't be on. <laughs> but then I realized it says it's it's banning the use of the terms simp's. Oh, virgins oh. and incels in derogatory ways wow, i just that was I kind of anticlimactic i know but it's kind of interesting is it not like it's weird twitch like why why is getting, it that is actually twitch twitch has been getting make... more and more um particular about their rules especially with the rise in viewership i think a lot of people are moving they have to, to now twitch and the issue is a lot of like there are people so dmca Amagon- which is like the copyright yeah. thing people are getting in a lot of trouble for that now if you had a video two years ago where you played a song that is copyrighted in the background of you playing a game or talking to people and that video is still posted in your feed like yeah you live streamed it like two years ago but it's still posted in one of your vods you can get copyright stricken down for that and people have literally lost their channel because of that so i've seen a lot of stuff recently where twitch is getting more and more strict and streamers are getting more and more frustrated with these new rules and blah 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 well, it's because so. they just gave no heads up. Be like, yo, they should have been like, we, you have a week. Like, if you have mm-hmm. any copyright music in any of your clips or videos, just delete them or something, right? Right. But no, they were just like, hey, but that's also remember four years ago, you used you sh- Party in the USA. You used Party in the USA for 30 seconds in a live stream. Yeah, your exactly. channel is shut down. It's like, but, are you but the issue enough? is, for people who have been streaming for eight years, how are they supposed to go through eight years of content and find every single time? Like, there should be a flagging system. If they really care yeah, that exactly. much about I the old so content, too. you should have a yeah. flagging system that says, hey, can you take this out? And you give them, like, a two weeks notice. Like, if you don't take this out in two weeks, we're either taking... Also, why can't you just take the video down? Why do you have to ban somebody's channel? That seems, like, ridiculous. I think it's, like, two or, or three strikes. Or give the money made from the video to the people that do the DMC strikes Like what YouTube does. That's what YouTube mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. But YouTube did do copyright strikes for a while before that, so that's a little mm-hmm. different. And, and a lot of people are just abusing strikes and stuff. A lot like of people that. are abuse, or a lot of companies are abusing that system where they're just like, "Hey, like, let's just take it." So because they're yeah, baking even on the it's person like just not nine knowing. Nine seconds of somebody's audio, or maybe they don't yeah. even use the audio. It's just, yeah. It's pretty criminal. Like I just think we need to. F- advertisers need less of a hold on markets than they should, mm-hmm. because the problem is mm-hmm. advertisers can control, like companies. And bend it to their will. It's kind of like how China controls so many aspects of industry, right? Like, think about it. Like, wasn't uh, Doctor Strange? It was like almost banned in China because of the way they depicted a certain character, or they included like some type of character from a race that's like frowned upon or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just like 
Actually, no, everything. it's because it's because in the in the comic books or whatever, one character was Asian or Chinese or something, and in the movie they were white. Yeah, I think oh, that's woman. Oh, was it, was it the was it the the Tilda Swinton Supreme? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tilda, Tilda Swinton character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then another thing was like in China, like with the NBA, like literally the <laughs> the Houston Rockets general manager tweeted something because during the Hong Kong protest, remember when that was the hardest thing about this like time in our lives? Yeah. <laughs> they were like free like he was like peace for hong kong right and then literally the ironic thing is or not the ironic but just like the, the sheer like thing that's like he should have known okay he's not in the right or wrong but like the houston rockets they're actually like the biggest bridge between china and the nba in america because uh yeah. yao ming played for the houston rockets so like oh, japan or like china lo- i said japan china loves the houston rockets and then when the general manager tweeted that out oh dude china literally was like fire him bro fire him Jesus, fire him man. like everybody was just like like think about it and then like all these like athletes they were just like super mad at him even though like he's not really saying anything wrong it's like protests right like everybody has the right to protest and then yeah. like what was happening well, not in some countries like, okay yeah not in some countries but everybody should be able to protest yes, right no, or just like protesting mean, yes. in of itself and so, like, you know, these, like, NBA stars, like LeBron James, like, that's why a lot of people lost their respect for LeBron James is because he always shouts, like, more than an athlete, racial injustice, equality, like, you know, stand up, like, you know, black people, we need to, we deserve yeah. equality. But then when it came to this thing about oppression in Hong Kong, he was just like, Daryl Morey, who's the GM, was like, he doesn't know anything. Like, he does not understand the consequences of his actions. And mm-hmm. what LeBron yeah. was meaning with that was is that he had a day long meeting with NBA executives and other players to talk about like how they were going to fix this. So that was a consequence to, to LeBron James. So like yeah. that in of itself, a lot of people were really hurt by that. Yeah, because they're like it's like a little hypocritical. So that's why everybody uses that as an argument mm-hmm. against LeBron's like you know Black Lives Matter like a, like whole like not hold but like you know his whole thing about Black Lives Matter not thing. You know, just like him advocating for we Black get what Lives you're Matter saying. and everything. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, which I think is invalid anyway. Like, I still think you should still care about that. Mm-hmm. No matter what happened. Like, no matter what LeBron did. But I also understand, like, these are people that clearly, like, if he messed up. But I also think he should have apologized for it. But at the same time, it's not like his cause is any less perf- or worth it. Right? Like, you're just justifying your reason not to support Black yeah, Lives Matter yeah, no, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so that was a fun ending to this top podcast. We can that was a very happy, one. happy, happy-go-lucky ending for this podcast. Yeah, quick, quick. We get, this title could be Sorry. video games Wait, and China. Luke. Yeah. Okay. I know. Well, I'm. I'm just. What's the title I'm of this podcast? Minimizing Our video games in China. I have no clue. It'll just be video games. Uh, we talk about boring things for an hour. Three boring nerds ran about <laughs> video games. I don't know. I'll have you know, Luke. You wanted to talk about video games, and we did, and you did not participate. So. Because he we should have to talked talk about, about your question, though. Yeah, we should have talked about your yeah, question. It's because, it's we because I thought it was funny. Topic. I thought it was funny that you said that you didn't want to talk about my topic. Well, we instantly, but then we started about talking it for a long about time. Vi- and games, you, like, literally yeah. at the beginning, and then we started talking about it for an hour, because we can talk about video games for an hour. So Yeah, we need to stop I'm talking. I'm just trying to... <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway. I'm sorry, Luke. We will dedicate we a, a huge a... portion of time in a next podcast talking about your question because i do like the question yeah i do want to talk about i did want to talk i have a lot of things to say about that so i'm sorry luke if it felt like i slighted you for it i think we should have a um we might have to create two podcasts one for gaming movies and other stuff and then one for like 
life i don't know i think one just for gaming hey honestly. should we just end this audio track right now i'm, I'm just suggesting uh, it no, should we just end because it, it, here? it might be no. well actually probably it would probably be easier. or do you want to just upload it would be do you easier just for upload? me if you if you did two separate ones because what i would have I'm, to do well, is no I would what have i mean what i mean is what i mean is should we do an outro yeah should we end? yeah we're gonna do an outro so even though okay. we've been talking so do we stop <laughs> after we say the outro Right? Yes, you can we stop, stop recording. You can stop okay. recording the file. Okay, awesome. okay Bob. We're right. just well, talking. We're just making so sure we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. guys so much for listening. I, I, I apologize, yes. Luke. We didn't get to talk about your topic. Sorry if there was any audio issues. Video games. I know. Yeah. I know. Hashtag free Luke. Hashtag Luke has been oppressed. Hashtag oppressor gamer. I'm in the cages. <laughs> He's in the I'm cages. In the cages. <laughs> hashtag Luke. Hashtag talk about Luke's question. Anyway, all right. Bye. See you guys in the next podcast.